Good morning. I'm Arjun Singh from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, February 11th. In today's news, the CDC is urging Americans to wear two masks to better prevent the spread of COVID-19. And the Biden administration tells the Supreme Court the Affordable Care Act is constitutional and should be saved. But first, the big idea. It was a tough day on Capitol Hill for some Republicans as they were forced to relive the events of January 6th, when a violent mob stormed the Capitol. In the second day of former President Donald Trump's second impeachment trial, House managers were given the chance to present their case for conviction. As the Post, Amy B. Wang, Colby Itkowitz, Felicia Sanmez, John Wagner, and Anne E. Marimau report, The impeachment managers didn't pull any punches when they illustrated for senators just how close they came to confronting the pro-Trump mob. In gripping previously unseen video that Republican Senator James Langford said was difficult to watch, Delegate Stacey Plaskett of the U.S. Virgin Islands demonstrated how one Capitol Hill officer, Eugene Goodman, led the mob away from the still-full Senate chamber. Plaskett also credited Goodman's efforts with allowing former Vice President Mike Pence and his family to safely escape from the mob, some of whom Plaskett said had explicitly said previously that they wanted to execute him. And to underscore just how close the mob got to elected officials that day, in another video introduced by the impeachment managers, Goodman can be seen directing Romney away from the mob just before leading them away from the Senate chamber. It tears at your heart and brings tears to your eyes. That was overwhelmingly distressing and emotional, Romney said after seeing the footage. And he wasn't alone. Republicans like Steve Daines of Montana and Dan Sullivan of Alaska said the footage stirred up, quote, horrible memories, unquote, and feelings of anger. While Senator John Thune, the chamber's number two Republican, said the House managers did a good job of, quote, connecting the dots. But the House didn't end their argument with the footage. In his presentation, Representative David Cicilline told senators that while some of them feared for their lives, Trump did nothing to stop the attacks. He pointed out how rather than stop the siege, Trump called Republican Senator Mike Lee, mistaking him for Senator Tommy Tuberville, and asked for his support in his bid to overturn the election, despite Trump's own aides begging him to intervene and stop the siege. His singular focus that day, the day we were attacked, was not protecting us. It was not protecting you. It was not protecting the Capitol. It was stopping the certification of the election results, Cicilline said. But even with the acknowledgement from several Republican senators that reliving the day made them uncomfortable, and in some cases angry, it is unknown if there will be enough support to convict Trump when the time comes. Romney, the only Republican who voted to convict Trump in his first impeachment, indicated that he's open to convicting Trump, but couldn't predict what his colleagues would do. And Lisa Murkowski, a frequent critic of Trump, said Wednesday that she couldn't imagine Trump winning another election after the impeachment manager's presentation. But my colleague Michael Scherer reports that some Republicans are facing intense pressure from their state and local GOPs, such as Louisiana's Bill Cassidy, who voted to move the trial forward on Monday and was sharply denounced by the Louisiana Republican Party, while other Republicans, like Ohio's Rob Portman, have set a high standard for conviction from the outset. From the start, I've said that I think this is about removal, and I think it's a bad precedent to be convicting former presidents, private citizens, Portman. Here are two other stories that should be on your radar. Number one. 
Federal officials Wednesday urged Americans to consider wearing two masks as one of several strategies to better protect against the spread of more contagious variants of the coronavirus. The Post Lena H. Sun and Fennet Nirapel report that according to a CDC report and updated guidances on its website, Americans could utilize two methods to boost fit and protection. One would be to wear a cloth mask over a traditional surgical mask. The other is improving the fit of a single surgical mask by knotting the ear loops and tucking in the sides close to the face to prevent air from leaking out around the edges and to form a closer fit. Both of those methods reduced exposure to potentially infectious aerosols by more than 95% in a laboratory experiment using dummies, the report said. With the death toll approaching nearly 500,000 and more than a year out since the coronavirus first arrived in the United States, the CDC stressed that mask wearing is one of the most important ways to protect against more transmissible variants, along with social distancing and avoiding crowds and poorly ventilated indoor spaces. The guidance comes at a perilous time in the fight against the coronavirus, where health officials are scrambling to vaccinate tens of millions of people to protect them from more transmissible and possibly more lethal variations of the virus. The new mask policy also signals a changing of the guard in the White House and represents President Joe Biden's effort to signal the importance of mask wearing after consistently mixed messages from the Trump administration. But the CDC is aware the new guidances may not be welcomed by all, at a White House briefing on Wednesday, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said she knows that some people are tired of wearing masks and noted that they can be inconvenient. She even acknowledged the frustration some may feel with changing guidances over the course of the pandemic, but stressed that they are all grounded in science. And even for those who might not take up the new guidance, the bottom line, she said, is that wearing any kind of mask is better than not wearing one at all. Number two. The Biden administration told the Supreme Court on Wednesday that his predecessor was wrong to argue that the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional and urged the court to uphold the health care law. The Post Robert Barnes reports that in a letter to the Supreme Court, a top Justice Department lawyer reversed the government's position in a case argued last November in which a decision has not yet been announced. While it is rare for the government to change its position in a case, the change was expected under a broad effort by the Biden administration to distance itself from the Trump administration. And some say that this could be the first of several before the Supreme Court the government changes its positions in. Preserving the ACA was a signature part of President Biden's presidential campaign, in which he promised to preserve the health care law he helped pass as vice president during the Obama administration. The specific case the government changed its position in is one brought by Republican-led states in the Trump administration. The issue at hand is a 2017 decision by Congress to remove the ACA's penalty for not buying health insurance, what is called the individual mandate, meant that the requirement to purchase health insurance was itself unconstitutional. In 2012, the Supreme Court said the penalty was key to the law's constitutionality and was a legitimate use of Congress's taxing power. The Trump administration argued that the elimination of the penalty made the mandate to purchase health insurance unconstitutional and that the entire law, including such popular provisions as keeping young adults on their parents' insurance policies and ensuring coverage for those with pre-existing medical conditions, should fall. But no longer. In the letter to the court, Deputy Solicitor General Edwin S. Needler wrote, quote, Rather than imposing a new burden on covered individuals, the 2017 amendment preserved the choice between lawful options and simply eliminated any financial or negative legal consequence from choosing not to enroll in health coverage. 
But it's unclear if the government's change in position will have any impact. The Trump administration received a skeptical reception from justices when they heard the case on November 10th, and despite the court's 6-3 conservative majority, two on the right, Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh, said plainly that they doubted Congress's actions indicated a desire for the entire law to fall. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, February 11th. I'm Arjun Singh. Thanks for listening.